Welcome to the newest Eden Center podcast, Building Ourselves Through Parsha. Our host, Karen Miller-Jackson, will use the Parsha to explore an aspect of social, emotional, or physical well-being relevant for 21st century life and its challenges. Karen is a certified Matan Moralalacha, Jewish educator, writer, founder of Kivun Lashirut, a guidance program for religious girls, and creator of Power Parsha. Consistent with the Eden Center's goal of enhancing women's spiritual life through Torah and Mikvah, Karen's insights, we hope, will serve as a springboard for self-introspection and discussion. Twice in the book of Bereshit do we have a Parsha named for life, when in fact we hear of the death of a righteous person. Yaakov Avinu dies in Parshat Vayechi, and in this week's Parsha, Sarah Imenu passes away, and it is called Chaye Sarah. The Talmud explains that Tzadikim b'mitatan nikru chayim, righteous people, even in their death, are called living. In the case of Sarah, this idea is expressed in particular through the passing of her role as matriarch to Rivka. The story of the choosing of Rivka to join the family of Avraham and Sarah as Yitzchak's wife highlights Rivka as carrying on core Jewish values and possessing tremendous inner strength. Perhaps these two go together. What can we learn about inner strength and commitment to Jewish values from Rivka? The Midrash and Shira Shimon Rabbah applies the verse from the Song of Songs, Keshoshana bein hachochim, a lily among thorns, to Rivka. The Midrash questions why the Torah bothers to repeat the word Arami in describing where Rivka comes from. The Torah states, Rivka, bat betuel ha'arami mi padan aram, achot lavan ha'arami. Rivka, the daughter of Betuel the Aramean of Padanaram, sister of Lavan the Aramean. Why so much emphasis on the word Arami? It must have additional meaning. The Midrash connects Arami with the word Ramai, deceitful. It explains that Rivka came from a family where her father was a Ramai, her brother was a Ramai, everyone who lived there were Ramaim. What made Rivka a lily among thorns? was that she was a tzedeket, despite her upbringing. She was not negatively influenced by her surroundings. She maintained inner strength and goodness. Rivka is depicted as carrying on the tradition of Sarah, and also as sharing a number of midot and life experiences with Avraham. Famously, Rashi teaches that Rivka evoked the memory of Sarah. When she enters Sarah's tent, she continues the legacy of the miraculous Shabbat candle which had remained lit from Erev Shabbat to the next Erev Shabbat in Sarah's tent. At the same time, Rivka also suffers years of infertility, as did Sarah. Rivka also resembles Avraham. When Avraham's servant travels to find a wife for Yitzchak, he knows Rivka is the one when she exhibits kindness toward him and his camels, providing them with drink and accommodation, recalling Avraham's core values of chesed and achnasat orchim. Also, just as Avraham responds to the call Lech Lecha without hesitation to leave his home and go to Eretz Yisrael, when Rivka is asked if she will go, she responds positively, Elech. Where does Rivka find the inner strength to be a lily among thorns, to blindly follow Avraham's servant, and to carry on the role of Sarah? To answer this, let's look back again at the Midrash about Sarah's tent. The tent with the Shabbat candles represents Torah and Kedushah the home where one can draw strength before going outside. One of the challenges we face as religious Jews, particularly as parents, is how much do we balance being insular, where we can strengthen our faith and Torah commitments, with facing outward and being a positive influence on the greater world. 
Rivka, like Avraham and Sarah, possessed the inner strength to remain true to her values no matter where she lived, even among Ramaim. Conversely, Pirkei Avot, which is a collection of ethical teachings, contains the following story about Rabbi Yossi ben Kisma. Rabbi Yossi ben Kisma said, Once I was walking by the way when a man met me and greeted me, and I greeted him. He said to me, Rabbi, where are you from? And I said to him, I am from a great city of sages and scribes. He said to me, Rabbi, would you consider living with us in our place? I'll give you a thousand pieces of gold and precious stones and pearls. I said to him, my son, even if you were to give me all the silver and gold, precious stones and pearls that are in the world, I would not dwell anywhere except in a place of Torah. This story advocates staying insular. Everyone needs to find the way which is right for them. But there are at least two great leaders I can think of who follow the model of Rivka and Avraham. The first was the Lubavitcher Rebbe, who inspired Shluchim to go live in far-flung corners of the world, where there was no kosher food, no Jewish schools, and the idea was they would go and find and support Jews anywhere and everywhere. The second was the great Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, Zichrono Livracha, who passed away this week. Rabbi Sachs has shared his personal story about visiting the Lubavitcher Rebbe and asking him about his career choice. He thought maybe he should be an economist or a barrister or a professor. The Rebbe rejected all of these and advised Rabbi Sachs to become a rabbi and train rabbis. Rabbi Sachs, like the Lubavitcher Rebbe before him, embodied the values of Avraham and Rivka, of inner strength and the ability to share Jewish values with the wider world. Just as Sarah's Shabbat candles are inherited by Rivka, may Rabbi Sachs's unique voice and Torah, which touched our souls, endure and be a source of strength for all of us. Shabbat Shalom. This week's podcast is sponsored by the Eden Center that works to improve the life of Jewish women and families. Mikvah attendants make a huge difference in a woman's experience of mikvah. Join our upcoming English language mikvah attendant training course starting December 2nd so that you can also impact women's immersion positively. Write us for more details at info at com. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center, whose goal is to reinvigorate the ancient female ritual of mikvah as a sacred space for women and use it as the natural platform it is to connect to Jewish women's health, well-being, and healthy relationships, enhancing Jewish women and family life. We invite you to visit our website, www.theedencenter.com, to learn more about our work in making mikvah relevant, welcoming, and meaningful. This episode is recorded by Karen Miller-Jackson, edited by Megha Shore, and is a product of the Eden Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider sponsoring a podcast in dollars or shekels at bit.ly backslash E-D-E-N-P-O-D. Additionally, give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media, and encourage others to subscribe. We welcome your feedback by email at podcasts at theedencenter.com.